Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in today. This is a very special program that uh, I've wanted to do for a while. If you follow me on Twitter, you know one of the people that I go back and forth with a lot is um, Andrew and Kathy Dobb. They, their Twitter handle is The Res- Resolute Life. And they've got a very special young man right there, Iron Will. Um, I've just fallen in love with that little guy. So, and I'm not a... Sh- not embarrassed to say that at all because I have a real soft spot in my heart for kids. And uh, so this is a special program and I hope you all enjoy it. Kathy, Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, Iron Will, welcome to the show, buddy. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) He's got that shake and not stirred thing down. pretty. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I thought we'd just kind of start at the beginning. How did you two meet? Were you childhood sweethearts or did you meet later? No, maybe, maybe in some other life we met, uh, actually we met doing kind of family advocacy okay. and uh, some pro-life volunteerism and work. And, um, and I thought she was pretty cute. And I think she was just kind of sitting there waiting for me to actually um, ask her out. And finally I did. So. I think everybody around us knew that I was supposed to. Uh, it just took me a little bit. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that a lot. Well, you did good there, partner. That's I what did. I can say. Um, your professions, I know you were in the military, Andrew, but I don't know what you do now, and I don't know what Kathy does. Kathy may be a full-time mom, but I, I'm not sure. So let's kind of get that out of the way. <laughs> so... Um, I, I continue to do security and protection stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, that, that's my profession now. Um, I did, yes, I was, so I was in the army and then uh, they asked me to keep doing that as a civilian. So I do that now. Good. So, um, and yes, Kathy is a uh, full-time homemaker, wife and mother. And uh, especially, you know, we have eight children total. So she is fully engaged, more than I am, actually. So uh, that's fully t- employed. That's the toughest job in the world. I, I'm not kidding you. So um, I, I another guy that I'm friends with, um, Noah Glanville, who does pit pit boss cookers. No, pit barrel cookers. Sorry. Um, he was a, a Navy medic, and then he worked with the SEAL team. And even though he runs that barbecue company, he still does some security work too. So nice, really good guy. Um, have you guys always, were you in Missouri to start with? No, we bounced around. We were in several places. We came from Virginia was our last, was the last place we came uh, before we got here. Now I grew up in Missouri, so that was, it was nice to actually come back in my last duty station was over at Scott Air Force Base in Illinois. Um, and all of my family is on the Missouri side. So I was, uh, I w- we were pretty pleased with that. And uh, 
and then we just decide to stick around on in this location. So sure, absolutely. Um, eight kids, and you got a lot of a lot of boys. A lot of boys. Yeah, seven, seven boys total. How how do you keep them in line, Kathy? <laughs> um. They're all they're all pretty good, aren't they, Will? Oh, you hey, Will. Hey, Will. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah, you know what? Once you have two or three, then having more is is kind of easy because they all kind of play together. And yeah. grow, when they were growing up, um, yeah, the the boys especially like they all have similar interests. And then we have one daughter who's six, so she's uh, she's the only girl. That's Tango Tango, isn't it? Tango Tango. tango. Yes, right. she's a she's the perfect one to be. Next in line to Iron Will here. She yeah. takes good care of them. Yeah, I see that in your in yeah. your films and your pictures. They're pretty tight, yeah. it looks like. They are. But uh, how how do all the how do all the kids interact with Will? From everything I can see, man, they are like he is the gemstone of the Dobb family. Oh. He, is. he is. And you know, they've always been um all of our boys have kind of always been advocates for um you know, they're pro-life advocates and sure. just um, really, they're just, they're kind, they're charitable. Um, they always try to include um, other people. They've had, um, we know several other people who have uh, children with disabilities. Uh-huh. Um, so they're friends with, we know a 21 year old who has Down syndrome and they've been friends with him for a long time. So they were, you know, very well prepared, I feel like to welcome Iron Will here, um, and a couple of them have even like had to defend him um, online. Like yeah. people will post things, especially to my Instagram account, that are very uh, uncharitable. And the boys always, always back him up. Always like take people to task and say, you know, you know, just talk about how how great he is and what a blessing he is to our family. So well, sure he is. And I, that was one of my questions a little later on, but we'll jump into it now with the your instagram and your twitter um you know i'm definitely part of team iron will or the iron will (laughs) legion whatever you want to call it but every once in a while somebody will post something that's i really have a hard time believing that in this day and age they would actually do that um you know but how how do you deal with that i mean do your kids get their offended healing or feelings hurt or are they just uh adamant about defending the big guy there they, i would say um i don't think they get their feelings hurt so much as they are get really fired up about being even stronger advocates for him and for other people with um with down syndrome so um yeah i mean they i don't think they've gotten their feelings no, so much though. I mean, on his behalf, yeah, maybe. On his behalf. Yeah. I think as he gets older and we get, we've had a couple incidences in stores and things. Those, those are more personal. Um, yeah. Those, those feel more attacking than online. Cause you know, online usually it's a troll or it's somebody who's hurting or you can kind of shoo that away and <laughs> laugh that off. But when it happens in person, um, that's a bit more you know, hard to take. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, Will. Hey, Will. Hi. Hi, buddy. Hey, Will. Ah, boy. Ah, boy. You're going to be a TV star before you know it. That's right. that. 
That's you the know, thing. Um, so I will tell you, Jeff, I have um Kath has been Kathy has been great for me because uh she is she's definitely a merciful person and an understanding person. I understand and um is always looking for the good in other people. Um that's not something that comes naturally to me. Right. And so uh and so I I admire and respect that greatly. And and slowly but surely some of that is worn off on me, right? Because I aspire to be like that. Um so but it, with the boys especially uh I watch myself because especially you know having been a soldier and and uh and a father and a husband and a, and a protector across the board your your first inclination is to respond with force, right? Like to just to come in and and jump on the person and and uh and, and respond in kind. And that's obviously, it's probably counterproductive in most of these situations, especially sure. like, you know, you kind of noted when you see that somebody's hurting or broken themselves. No, people don't say that kind of stuff if they're not already in a dark place themselves, right? right. If, if something isn't already happening. And so there's been a couple of times where I've like, getting ready to fire off a salvo, right? And Kathy will be like, huh. and which, right? That's a great, that's all I need really to hear from her is, huh, yep. you can do that, right? And I'm like, okay, obviously I have to adjust fire. Um, but it's good for me as a guide, especially with our sons, because I, I don't want that to be their first inclination, right? So, right. Um, and so it forces me to, whether it's an online involvement or incident or a face-to-face -face one, that our example is probably critical how we react in that moment is always critical in terms of the example that we set for not just the person that we're engaging but for our children um in terms of how they learn to respond then right because right. even though you know my boys are athletic dudes and they're good protectors and well-trained that's i don't want that to be their go-to every time i you know because our faith is very important to us and so uh, we try to guide you know, our lives with our faith and inform our decisions based on it. And so, um, so, so that's probably more critical in terms of how we interact with, with people out there that want to give Will a hard time. It's, it's gotta be tough though, when you're in a, uh, up close and personal, um, situation, because like Kathy said, uh, and you said, Andrew, that I've had to train myself not to, uh, you know, fire, aim, fall back type thing. You know what I mean? I've had to, I've had to do that because I was always a very competitive person, but since I've been married for a long time, um, I now hit the pause button on some things and that's helped me. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep, it, exactly. Jeff. It, it helps me because, uh, sometimes you can overstep a little bit. Maybe we're better equipped than the opponent. You know what I mean? And yep. then it could be a tough situation. When um, you got you got seven kids, uh, you know, and you got lots of boys, and, and are you homeschooling? I do, yes, we homeschool. Okay. And then one day, all of a sudden, you get the news, and here comes Iron Will, and uh, – by the by the way, I was I wrote this down here. I said I think he is the world champion when it comes to cute. Uh, 
I mean, he just, <laughs> he, he just is. But what were what was it like when you were told that Will had the extra gene, and did you realize what it meant at the time? So we were, we had actually done some prenatal testing to find out. We just wanted to know if, if we were having another boy or a girl. Sure. So we did an early, early blood test. And with that. But where'd you go? Test, they do some genetic testing. We weren't really concerned because we figured even if there was something came back, it's not like, you know, we were going to love, we were going to love this child anyway. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the day that we found out the doctor called um we were actually out looking at christmas lights with all the kids and i wanted to do a big gender reveal so they knew what was happening the doctor called i got out of the car um he actually called twice the first time i said can't talk to you right now um and he asked me if he and could he talk to us alone and then i i knew right away that there was you know that he was going to tell me something other than the gender of our baby. So then he called back and I stepped out of the car in the middle of the Christmas light display. <laughs> and I said, just tell me, just tell me what, what is it? Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, first he said, you're having a boy, congratulations. And he said, you know, he does have a 99% chance of having Down syndrome. Um, and my immediate reaction was, that's okay. We're okay with that. We're, we're totally fine. Um, because we have a niece with Down syndrome as well. So we kind of sure. knew the secret, but it still was over, very overwhelming. I got back in the van. Of course, they saw wanted to know if it was a boy or a girl. I refused to tell anyone, <laughs> which caused big trouble. But I'm glad, hindsight, that I did it that way because I needed, and I'm sure Andrew needed, we needed time to just process a little bit. So we got home. I cried. I, you know, because... Not because I was disappointed, but because it was different. It was yeah, something. Yeah. It was a little. And then I made the mistake of googling um, Down syndrome and pregnancy, and the first thing that popped up was that my chances of miscarrying him would stay at thirty percent through the entire nine months, and we had already had nine miscarriages. Oh boy! Um, so that then the fear really kicked in. Um, and I knew I needed, you know, I needed to go. I went to the doctor. They checked on him. He was fine. But we went ahead with the gender reveal a couple of days later. Uh, we did not tell the boys right away that he had Down syndrome because I didn't want, um, I didn't want my fear of the unknown to impact how they took that news. I wanted to celebrate the fact that we were having another baby. We're having a boy. Um, so we did the gender reveal. It was great. And about a week later, we at dinner we told them you know, that there was a, a, a very good chance that the baby had Down syndrome and they were um, completely unfazed. A matter of fact, one of our sons said, um, he's lucky. I wish I had Down syndrome. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, he's closer to Jesus. He'll be closer to Jesus than we'll ever be because he knew having met other people with Down syndrome, that there's something special about them, that they don't have the capacity for like hate that we have or anger. Right. They have this capacity to love unconditionally. And he was, um, what only like 13 at the time, but very envious of the fact that his little brother was have an extra chromosome. So I would say, you know, they took the news very, very, um, very well. And, um, 
after he was born, of course, they, you know, we had lots, it was, it was very different. Lots of medical stuff popped up, um, but they've kind of handled it all with great grace from the very, very beginning. So <laughs> did he just, he chomp on your shoulder then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll tell you a quick story about that. I used to travel a lot and I hadn't been home for a couple weeks. Right before the 4th of July, I got home. Our daughter was three. She comes running up the driveway, not very far, jumps up into my arms. She got so excited. She bit me right, <laughs> right up here and she wouldn't let go. <laughs> Oh, man. Shelly had to come get her and like yank her off my neck. So it was like, I know that, I know that feeling. Um, so your faith, I, I can tell from your posts and what we've talked about here, your faith is a huge part in your life. Did it become stronger once you found out about Iron Will having potentially having Down syndrome or having Down syndrome? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Over time. I will tell you, um, you know, Kath was talking about the boys and, and, and our children's reaction and tango, tango. Um, when she when she first told them to, their general reaction, Jeff, was she said, you know, we're having a boy and he has he has Down syndrome uh, and, or, you know, there's a good chance he has Down syndrome. And their other response was, okay, moving yeah. on, right? Like, yeah. so which is beautiful because there was no, there's no hesitation, no innate fear for them. Um, obviously a little bit different for us. Like Cass said, I mean, it was, you know, it was really a, uh, it was a fearful pregnancy for her. Um, and, uh, and overall, and, and I, you know, I had some, I had a pretty good concept and understanding of what having a child with Down syndrome involved. Um, the, when the doctor told us to, and he taught, he, we have a, just a fantastic doctor. And uh, at one point he said, Hey, Andrew, you know, are you okay with this? You, you know, you, how are you doing? And I said, I gotta be honest, doc. I, I'm not, when you told me we were having a baby and I'm 50 years old, I was shocked then. When he told me we were having a baby with Down syndrome, I wasn't really shocked. Right? Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> the the shocking part was having the having a child. So um, I will take so especially being a protector and a provider, um, and and loving my wife, watching her um, be fearful is hard, right? Because there's only so much yeah. I can do. I can't I can't quell that fear, and I'm already feeling it myself. And you want to be strong and steadfast. Um, and, and especially for military guys, sometimes that doesn't come across right way, right? Right. Then you're right. Impervious or detached. So, um, but as William came into the world, boy, that has just shifted. And, and I think there are, our children are amazing and we love them. Um, <laughs> we have a great family. We love being <laughs> with each other. Um, hold that. Um, or don't the uh, <laughs> but he brings an incredible amount of joy constantly, right? Just consistently, he's very joyful. Um, so he's always smiling, he's always engaged, 
He's always moving. Yeah. Um, and so it's just such a great opportunity for all of us. So for me, I call them, well, you know that, Jeff, I call them my tactical pause because it can be something from work or whatever that's, that's maybe got me um, on edge or I'm concerned. Yeah. And I can spend, you know, five seconds and my blood pressure comes down and my heart rate stabilizes and all that kind of stuff, right? And then all of our sons and you see Tango Tango, man, they just and he's gone. So Sierra, Sierra three just uh took him for <laughs> places, right? So um so but but for all of our children, man, he's such a great distraction in a worthy way, right? Sure. Not like a distraction like, hey, I'm gonna ignore all my chores and my schoolwork. Although maybe that does happen sometimes. Um but such a great distraction in the sense that they can't walk by in a room without stopping and engaging him, right? Yeah. So they might be on their way downstairs or to the kitchen or whatever, and he's there, and you can't go by him without going and coming over and engaging him. And that, I, I love that. And Kath and I talk about that all the time. I just love watching how they engage with him and how it's not just for him, it's for them, right? And, you you know, that's one of those things that we've talked about. It's that whole, you know, um, it is in giving, for it is in giving that we receive, right? And, and I think all of us have felt that and understand that now. And I've actually elevated that understanding because, man, sometimes it's really about what we need from Iron Will as opposed to what he needs from us, right? Yeah. Him, his bottle shaken, not stirred. And uh, and a ball and whatever that dude's going, man, he's good to go. But for the rest of us, it's really just this soulful, uh, deep engagement with him that that brings us such joy and calm. I think so. Well, I can I can see that, especially in some of the pictures and videos you post. And I could, in some of them, I can't see your face. But like right, when, right. when he's cradled in your arm doing his bottle right. and he's about right. half asleep. I can, I bet you I could draw, and I can't draw worth a dang, but I bet you I could draw the the calmness on your face just from never even having seen you, but, you know, live, but 15 minutes ago. You know what I mean? You could just tell that. You can tell in your body structure and your motion, and the little guy's just there going after his um, his bottle, or he's just conked out. Those are some great images, because that tells the world... To, to me, it tells the world how much not only he means to you, but how relaxed he break and um, how should I say it? Go back to the 60s, kind of mellows the whole family <laughs> right. out, you know? 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. And so what did you think when you first saw Will? You've got that one picture that you post every once in a while where he's all kind of swaddled up and he's just got his little face <laughs> out there. He's just cute as a bug, you know? Um uh, I'll start with Kathy, if you don't mind with that, when, when, after you gave birth to Will and all that, and, and you saw him and you held him, I mean, you probably just, everything went whoosh. Yes. Yes. It makes me emotional thinking about it because, um, for me, it was, it was this complete relief, like to be so scared that he wasn't going to make it here. And then to be then to be holding him and looking at this like perfect little um, miracle, you know, because I don't know 
um, you probably don't know this, but I actually had surgery in the middle of my pregnancy. I had abdominal surgery. Oh, no. um, it was an emergency surgery. So William was 22, 23 weeks. Um, and we had to rush to the hospital. I had an intestinal, like my intestines were all twisted up or something. But uh, so they had to do emergency surgery and our doctor was there. Um, he called himself our insurance policy. He was there. He's ready to baptize the baby because they told me that Will might have to be born early um, in the middle of a pandemic. You're right. <laughs> um, so, and we made it through that miraculously. He's, he wasn't, um, they had originally told us they were going to like remove him, hold him to the side, do surgery, and then put him back, which was terrifying. They did not end up having to do that miraculously. I just needed like, they were able to go in like laser surgery and fix everything. Um, and then when he was born, he was born early, about three weeks early. And again, we, I had some complications. So we, we rushed in, we knew he was going to be born. And then towards the end of delivering him, his heart rate started to drop every contraction, his heart rate would drop. Um, the, the doctor and the nurses were whispering, which he was my eighth baby. So I knew that was not, <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that before. And I knew I should be alarmed. Um, but like Andrew said, we have an amazing doctor. He made sure Will was born very quickly. He had the cord wrapped around his neck like three times and wrapped around his body. Um, which is why every time I had a contraction, his heart rate would drop because I was essentially like squeezing him. Um, the umbilical cord was, but so when they handed him to me, I just, I just burst into tears. Just, I, it was such a relief to know, you know, that he was here and to look at him and go, he's completely perfect. Like there's, he's just perfect. And, um, so yeah, that was for me, it was just complete, um, just relief because I, I, knowing that, that he could be, that I could miscarry him at any time up through nine months <laughs> was just this, like, I was just a ball of anxiety the entire, entire pregnancy. Well, he made um, it. I mean, he made, he made it, it. And yeah, and it, <laughs> it was, so it was just, it was kind of a surreal moment for me because I just anticipated something going wrong the entire time. And it, didn't he made it you know we had some bumps in the road but he made sure. it and he was perfectly healthy his is even though the cord was wrapped all around his neck um he wasn't blue he cried right away um yeah he, he was just it was perfect so what about you ad what did you did you melt uh, i did you know uh <laughs> what's so funny jeff is that kath and i joke about this now i don't know if she thought it was as funny at the beginning but um, when, when we got married, before we got married, I said, Hey, you know, she said, I want to have a bunch of children. I'm like, great. Uh, just so you know, I just want to have all sons. I think I just want to have all boys and go fishing and shooting and do all kinds of stuff. And she's like, Oh goodness. If anybody needs a daughter, you do. Right. So, and then eventually we got Tango Tango. And, um, but, but one of the things that we would always joke about is I, I would always tell her, I'm like, Hey, listen, I don't want to be in the delivery room with you at all. Okay. So not that I don't love you. It's just, I just don't want to experience that. And, um, was, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So 
<laughs> exactly. So the first one, um, I was in the uh, in the in the delivery room, and it was a natural birth, and it validated every reason that I had for not being in the delivery room. Right. So. Hundred percent. I was like, I told you, I told you that. So I was, I was traumatized. It's, it's still to this day. So, um, but I will tell you that on this last one, um, with Iron Will, I, I just remember, I remember Kathy telling me multiple times, man, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad you're able to be with me and and be in here, and me feeling the same way. And then when Iron Will was born, um, I just remember, you know, he comes out and they immediately swaddle him and do all that good stuff. And uh, I just remember, I think my first words to her were, he's good. He's perfect. Right. And because for us, it wasn't about, I didn't come over and say, hey, he looks like he has Down syndrome or he doesn't look like he has Down syndrome. Like, some goofy statement. It was just, hey, our baby's here and he's healthy and and he's with us. And um, and then being able to kind of take that collective breath, right? Yeah. Here, okay, yeah. after all of this, especially for Kathy, and knowing that, knowing how hard it was on her, and then just being able to go, okay, check, first block. He's here. Now we'll move on, next phase, and and take it from there. So uh, well, he's been stuff. he's been rolling ever since. Never stop. Never stop, sir. You know when yeah. uh, when my daughter was born, same thing. I was there. My wife had to have a C section, and they they brought her out, and they immediately take her over to this little nurses station where they clean them up mm-hmm. and do all that stuff. And I knew that I was I was done. I was I was hosed because when they were cleaning her up she reached over with her little tiny hand and grabbed my little finger oh oh nice nice i'm yeah. done i mean whatever you want kid you got it you know? <laughs> exactly yes sir yeah yeah that's, that's the deal um how's he progressing i mean from what i can see on the on the the videos and the the pictures and stuff i mean his mobility's going he's almost at tier one you better watch out there andrew but i mean working on it he's working on it you know but he's he's doing that because uh you posted one a week or so ago where he didn't have the seat in his little walker right yeah and he's just hoofing it around there and he's standing up now yeah 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 that's that's great he is he's um we had a couple therapy appointments today they come to the house which is really nice but the um they were telling me he because now i don't know if you saw the video where he's standing and he can hit the the baseball yeah the the teeth so she said um which i hadn't really thought about she said you know when you said he could do this i expected him to take the bat with one hand and just kind of swat at it she's like but he two hands he knows he's supposed to hit the ball and he's hitting it she said i have two and a half year olds that can't do that um but he's he's doing so he's very um he's doing very well he's like pt and ot um we still have some feeding things with him um but we couldn't be more thrilled because he you know he went through some 
seizures early on yeah. that they had kind of told us might delay him a little bit further. Um, but he's just keeps beating the odds. He just keeps exceeding everyone's expectations. And um, yeah, he's kind of crushing it. And I, I do attribute a lot of that to his siblings. I mean, Tango Tango will not, she, she does not take no for an answer. She, she will sit there with him and stack blocks and do hand over hand until he gets it right. Like she's just, she's probably the best therapist he could ever, (laughs) she has no degree, but she, um, I mean, she's the one that put him on the skateboard the first time. That wasn't our idea. That was her. She, cause she likes to ride the skateboard up and down the hallway And one day I just looked over and she had him sitting on it and she's going up and down the hallway. Um, And now he can go up and down the hallway by himself because he's got his core strength is so good. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I would say he's he's doing amazing. Well, it looks it looks good. And I love it. Like you had a little it was a little yellow board game where you punch and I don't know, numbers come up or symbols. (laughs) Some some you can't really tell from the film. But he was determined. He was yes. going to get. He was going to get that right. By golly, it was not. Yes. He was doing that, and I was laughing my butt off because I, I just thought that's why they call you Iron Will. Yeah. Right. You know that's. They you know, uh, Kath talked about his siblings too, and they're they're critical. I think that's why, you know, we see these leaps and bounds. So, and and I think I said, can't remember if I said yesterday the other day, but I was talking about. Every little account, we, we celebrate every little accomplishment sure. for him because they're actually huge accomplishments, right? Um, and, and one of the things that Kathy said earlier on, I think it was maybe from a therapist, is um, our, we're on the same journey that everybody else is in terms of raising our child. It's just we're kind of taking the scenic route. So we're seeing and learning a lot more and experiencing a lot more. And when earlier on, Jeff, you talked about... Um, you know, like, what is it, what's the impact on us? And uh, I'll tell you, it's kind of a joke with our children that I joke about passing out, celebrating mediocrity awards, right? Um, and I, because I don't like to do that. So right. I want our children to, to earn everything and, and, um, and not just be handed anything. And they're, they're great. Um, they're great teammates for each other. They're very... Uh, they're athletic. They love being outdoors, but they love helping people. And so they, they always get to where they're supposed to be doing, going, but they get there in the right way. Right. So not by stepping on others, not by being handed anything. And, and so initially I was like, man, okay. Each little thing with iron will, I'm like, yay, you know, we clap and like he pushes down on a button and we're like, yay. And now he does it right. Cause yeah, he's kind of a he's an attention hog. So he's just like, hey, everybody, he'll do it at the kitchen table. It'll be 20 minutes straight. And everybody at the table has to sit there and clap. Right. He'll start. And we're, he knows we're clapping for him. Um, but it's kind of forced me to shift my perspective and not in a bad way, but in a great way. Like rather than just saying, OK, we're just going to clap for him, recognizing why we're clapping for him and then understanding that, man, Every single day for that little guy, he earns. Nothing is given to him. He earns every single bit of it. And it's just, uh, it's awesome to watch. It's inspiring for me because every time I feel like, not that I don't complain about stuff, but when I do, I'm like, man, shut up, Drew. Just move on. 
from what you're, you know, what's bothering me and, um, and look at him, look at other people in situations like him. Yeah. Um, the most vulnerable in our society and the people with that are, that are dealing with uh, disabilities and, and go, man, I got nothing to complain about ever, ever. Uh, so it, it just such a great impact on our lives. I think in that sense, all, all little kids can get, upset or cranky sometimes uh, <laughs> do, does i'm assuming will does that too i mean oh, yeah yeah <laughs> does he let you know more so than he the does. other kids i don't know so he does it kind of in a different way like he can go from he goes from being mad to being happy almost instantly like he, he doesn't he doesn't hold a grudge like even in the doctor like um you know, he's been poked and prodded more than yeah. any of the rest of us. Um, but he'll go from, you know, they're trying to draw his blood and he'll go from crying to smiling and high-fiving them when it's all over. Like he doesn't, um, he just bounces back quickly. He, he experiences the full range of emotions. You know, he gets frustrated, he gets sad, he gets mad. He gets all of those things that every other toddler um feels but he does bounce back a lot faster than um some of our other kids did or, or maybe a neurotypical child would and right. I, I think that is one of the gifts of down syndrome is that they don't um people with down syndrome they don't they don't hold grudges they don't have this um a, a, you know they just they just don't do that they um, right i mean at least that's been our experience with with William, but um, yeah, he'll let you know what he. I've been trying to get him to say "Mama" forever. <laughs> he says "Dad" beautifully, but he will not say "Mama." So the other day, I we have like a little gate up between our kitchen and the living room, and he was in the living room, I was in the kitchen. He couldn't get to me, and I was helping Tango Tango at the table, so I wasn't paying attention to him, and he was trying to get my attention, and all of a sudden. He goes, mama. <laughs> and I'm like, did everybody hear that? <laughs> he said it. He said it. Cause I knew he could say it. He just, he just doesn't. And maybe it's cause I'm with him, you know, 24 seven. Sure. Um, but okay. I was so, yeah, but he was frustrated. He was like, it wasn't like mama. It was like mama. <laughs> um, so yeah, he experiences the full full range of emotions. Um, that's one of the things that drives me crazy is when people say things like, "Oh, you know," they put they try to box in people with Down syndrome. Right. They're always happy, or they never do this, or they always do. And none of that is true. They're just like you know, they're just like you and I. And um, yeah, they do experience that full range full range of of emotions. Yeah, my kid held a grudge though. One time she didn't speak to me for three weeks. I didn't, and she was oh, little. <laughs> she was, I I didn't know why. I never did know why. But just she got she got ticked off at me for something, and I'm glad I went back out on the road for about ten days. <laughs> when 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 I came home, she was all good. Um, He's progressing well. He's, you know, you said he he has a he's a normal kid, really. He has good days yeah. and bad days and and stuff like that. You've developed a a really a pretty good following on social media, and besides some of the harsh comments and stuff like that, 
what are most of your I, I, I see the ones on Twitter that Andrew does. OK. And, and, you know, they range from guys like like me and some of your buddies saying, you know, watch out like he had the George Patton helmet on the other day. And I, I said, just hope he just doesn't develop that lexicon that Patton had for, <laughs> right. for a while, you know, like, right. that, like that. And then you'll have some of your other military friends, you know, make comments. Then you have other people are just like, man, that, that kid wins the cute of the planet award like that. Um, how do you deal with all that? I mean, you got to be proud and, and, and all that. And, and Will's too little to let it go to his head, but, you ever like one of the brothers ever pick him up and say, "Yeah, you're not that cute today," and give him a noogie on the head or something? Like, you know, give him a hard time. Well, they do. They, I mean, it's funny because they cast uh, far more successful at at social media than I am, and I, I've been opposed to it my whole life, mostly because of of what I do and everything. But then with with Iron Will, I was like, "Man, this goodness! I, I just want to share it with the world," you know, and sure. so. That's kind of when I made my foray into into Twitter, and that's the only social media that I have. Um, but I'll tell you, for me, I watch and I'm so motivated by the comments from y'all, like just people's replies, because they're so genuine. And and you see, Jeff, like there's been on Twitter, there's maybe been one or two incidents where somebody has said something negative right or right or insightful not insightful in the good way but like incit yeah. um and so i look at that and then i compare that to literally the thousands of comments where people have engaged him and they're motivated by him and they adore him and i look at that i say man okay certainly not about me right which is why you don't really see me in the pictures because People don't want to see me. Um, they want to see Iron Will. And I think a couple of times when I've been in there, they're like, yeah, that's great, dude. Move out. Where's a picture of Iron Will? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I totally, I'm tracking the thing, right? So, um, but I'll tell you what, from our perspective, it's been such a great opportunity from my perspective on Twitter to advocate, not just for Iron Will, right? Just so to share who he is with the world, but then to advocate so that people maybe when they go out into society, they go to a job, they go to the mall, whatever they're doing, that maybe they look at other people differently and not in the way, not in a judging way, but maybe in an understanding way. Right. And, and that they um, maybe, so uh, maybe the next time that they're inclined to make fun of someone for speaking in a, in a different way or stuttering or someone with learning disabilities, you know, or, maybe using the term retarded. I mean, that's one that's, that's out there and a, a lot of good people use it and they don't use it intentionally to be, um, I, I don't think to be discriminatory, but obviously it's not, it's not a compliment. Nobody ever says that as a compliment, man, you're looking retarded today. And like, thank you. Um, so there's always, there's always an association with it. That's, that's probably not positive. And I've actually had a couple engagements on Twitter where somebody has said that and I was like, Hey, Maybe we can find a different word to describe what you're talking about. And one of them started off really inflammatory. And by the time we were done, I think he, dude was doing virtual hugs with me. Right. So it, it was great. He's like, I'm going to look for other terms, but I think that's for us. We love seeing people see iron will in the way that we do. Right. We love being their eyes 
with him 24 seven and giving them a different perspective and, uh, and just really reinforcing the gift that he is and the gifts that all of these people, the most vulnerable in our society are. Um, that's my perspective. Yeah. She's far more engaged on it and far better at it. So I'll let you know. know <laughs> but no, I feel the same way. I mean, we started the page for advocacy. I never had Facebook. I never had Instagram. I never had any of that with our other children. Um, it's our kids understand. Um, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, just promoting William and having him get a, a big ego or something. It's about advocacy. It's right, about right. showing of the day to day. And we, I, I would say 90, 99% of the comments on Instagram too are positive. You know, you get that random every once in a while, um, you know, you get the random troll. I probably had a couple dozen negative um, comments, but for every negative one, I get a hundred 200, right. 300 positives. Um, so, and a lot of people that are saying things like, you know, I've never met anyone with Down syndrome. So thank you. Thank you for sharing him. I wake up every morning and I want to see what he's doing. Um, I didn't realize that using that R word was bad. I'm not going to use it anymore. Um, so I feel like that the, that's what keeps us going and keeps us on social media is the advocacy part because over what is it close to 70 percent of children with down syndrome are aborted in this country right um when it's found out that they have down syndrome before they're born um and so that means there's a, a lot of work to do in terms of shifting the narrative and showing people that you know this is not he's not a burden he's beautiful he's a gift he's you know he blesses everyone he meets, we walk, Andrew comes from a family, he's the oldest of 12. We walk into a family party, which is like a hundred people. I never get to see him because he gets taken from me the minute we get in there and then he gets passed all around. <laughs> and there was one party, this wasn't a family member, it was someone else, but someone who was, um, that we know. And she was like really grouchy, like over the top grouchy, but she walked up to me and in, even in a grouchy voice said, can I hold him? And I was like, oh. Okay. And I handed him to her and she just melted. All of it melted. She was, she was smiling within like 30 seconds. And yeah. so it's just, yeah. it's just um, his impact to people that we know is so huge. So we thought, all right, let's, let's share him because we want people to see this is not, um, this is not hard. I had, you know, I had him at 49, um, and it's not hard. It's not, he's not difficult. He's not a burden. He's just a huge blessing and we couldn't be more thrilled to have him. And so I like to share him in that way and, um, you know, just see what, what an impact he's making on people that we don't even, don't even really know. Well, there, I don't know what, <clears throat> maybe you can share this with us, but <clears throat> I don't know what the stats are, but from what I can tell a majority of the people with down syndrome grow up and be very productive folks. Mm -hmm. They, a lot of them have independent jobs. Some of them, uh, I, I've followed it a little, especially a little more since I started following you guys, but the ones here in the Portland area, some of them live independently. Um, you know, they may live in a, uh, complex that specializes 
in in people with Down syndrome or something, and then some are just independent on their own. But they they take public transportation or they they fend for themselves and do stuff, and uh, they're just like us. That's the thing. Yeah, there there are two people that stick out to me. One, her name is Charlie. She's get, she's about to get married. She has Down syndrome. She's twenty seven. She's been encouraging me pretty much since William was born. I don't, I think she found Andrew first on Twitter and then she started following me. Yeah. <laughs> but she has been so encouraged. She, she learned to read before she was three mm-hmm. and she has Down syndrome. Um, so she's been encouraging me to work with William and try to get him to, to read, to be able to recognize uh, words like sight words. Um, she lives on her own. She's like I said, she's about to get married. She lives on her own. She's in law school. She's got straight A's, but she was telling me she learns differently. So her professors have to write out their lectures for her because she's um, she has to see the words. She can't sure. just hear it and learn. And then there's another, I think he's like 25. I can't remember his name. He just started following William. I think he might be a friend of Charlie's, <laughs> but he's like, uh, he speaks four languages. He's like 25 years old, speaks four languages, plays the violin, has done all the Special Olympics. And he was encouraging me to get William swimming lessons now because, um, you know, he was like, he'd do really well. And just so I see people like that. And I think, um, you know, there's they are they're just like they're just like us. And yeah. um, maybe, maybe it'll take William a little longer to learn something, but he'll get there. And if he lives independently one day. Great. If he doesn't, he's got us and then seven siblings that are, you know, they, they fight now over who gets to, who he gets to live with <laughs> when we're gone. <laughs> yeah. Even gone and they're already like, no, 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 I'm, he's coming to live with me. No, he's coming to live with me. So, um, you know, whatever, whatever happens, we're okay with it. If William becomes a, an entrepreneur one day, we'll be thrilled. If he doesn't and he just lives with us and is a beggar at the grocery store, we'll be thrilled. He's whatever God's plan is for him. We're just excited to be to get like a front row seat and be part of it and see what, you know, see what God does with him. There you go. I think we all know, Jeff, <laughs> that God's plan for William is that he be the first tier one operator. Yep. With Don syndrome. So I mean, yep. I, I appreciate what Kathy's saying, but I think Everybody understands. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can. He'll fly a Blackhawk before easily. It's out of high school. All of those things, right? Yeah, yeah. Before he gets out of high school, so to speak, that's right. That's right. he'll be out there and and learning to dodge those stingers and stuff. He'll be good with that. <laughs> um, you it, you said he's he had a little GERD for a while, or I don't know. Is that getting better? He still he still has it. We the feeding therapist was here today. So we're working on trying to get him. um, He has trouble swallowing like thin liquids. Uh Um, We're getting we're getting about to get another swallow study on him. He can swallow purees like things like oatmeal, things that are a little thicker. Um, But he's we're still kind of working with him in the reflux. It it kind of gone away, um, but it came back. So we just started up on the medicine again and we're you know, okay. just keeping an, keeping an eye on it. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of the, so it's interesting when you relate everything back to uh, purpose and what someone brings expectedly or unexpectedly. Um, 
we reinforce resilience in our boys. Perseverance is big in our family, uh, pushing through stuff. We do tests of perseverance where they undertake hard tasks like um, push-ups until muscle failure, all of us together, or, or eating something hot or eating a bug or whatever it is, right? So, um, and they're all so hardcore, even Tango Tango. Actually, she might be the hardest core out of all of them. Um, but they, they're amazing. So we talk about the GERD and his reflux and stuff. Um, one of the things that I've watched that I, I watch it with such love and pride in my heart, because I, you know, I want all of them to be successful, honor sure. God, be, be, you know, make a contribution to society, but I watch them and they'll be holding William from the time that he was born, they'll be holding him. And that dude, he'll projectile vomit, right? Like, so he'll just burn. And I've seen it time and again, Jeff, where whether it's in church, it's at um, the dinner table in the living room, at a party, whatever it is, a family event, um, he'll regurgitate all over one of our guys, one of our sons, and they don't flinch, right? I mean, they're just like, and their first action is always, they'll, they'll sit there, they'll be soaked, and um, their first action is always, they'll get a paper towel or a napkin, and they'll clean him off and uh, they'll clean him off and make sure that he's okay. And then they'll take care of themselves. And I, I like, it's such a great metaphor for me um, oh, yeah. for who they are and then what he brings. And I, I never cease to be amazed every time I see that and just, uh, just so touched by it because they don't, they don't bring attention to themselves. They're just like, mm, wipe them down. And uh, Kathy or myself clean off their nice dress shirt and continue mission. And I just love that. I just love that they do that. That's, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with that projectile stuff. I remember, <laughs> yes, I remember that very well. Just kind of, bleh. it's kind of like <laughs> in um, uh, Gal uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when the little tree barfs baby baby group barfs out like that i thought that was one of the funniest most innocuous scenes in a movie that i'd ever seen he's very relevant yeah very relevant he's is he doing better with his hearing too he is so he um they put tubes in his his ears and they continued to he continued to fail the hearing test so they they were thinking that maybe he had some permanent hearing loss but the last time we went in where they did a sedated test and he didn't pass it a hundred percent, but he, they determined he can hear all the sounds necessary for language. So we no longer have to wear the, um, we might have to, we, they gave it to us because they think maybe we could possibly have to use it again later. Um, Cause you can have some degenerative stuff right. going on and they're right. not sure. Um, but for now we took the hearing aid off because he can hear all the sounds and before he couldn't, before they put the tubes in his ears, he could not. And they, um, I love how the, the like early intervention, I mean, he had that thing on from like three months or something forward. And the whole reason behind it was so that he could hear all the sounds that we were making. So when, and they would be in his brain so that when he does start speaking, that will help him have, you know, less of a, a speech impediment or he'll be able to make those sounds because they registered in his brain. So I want to make a, I want to ask you the over and under odds that each of you individually think that once 
Iron Will actually starts talking and enunciating? Will he ever be quiet? <laughs> he's not quiet now. No. no, I don't think so. No, he's definitely going to be. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a talker. Yeah, he does. Well, he has that that personality that he just. You know, it's funny because he'll wake some mornings, he'll wake up and he doesn't say, doesn't make a sound for hours. But then all of a sudden he starts babbling and, you know, you've seen the videos. He, yeah. ta- he talks with his hands. He, um, yeah. So for him, it's just, he'll, he speaks when he wants to. And when he doesn't want to, he's completely quiet. <laughs> Maybe he's got a future in the radio and TV business. That could right? be too. That could be too, which would be huge. Yeah. yeah. He, um, he's great at mimicry too, Jeff. But I think, is one of the things that makes us laugh so hard. Um, he's got he's got his nice hand down, right? So when he's providing direction, usually to Big Mac, the dog, um, I will be like, rah, 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 rah. so <laughs> um, so he's great at mimicking, which makes us laugh. But it's probably really developmental as well, right? Because he's right. learning inflection and and how to um, enunciate, and so so that's pretty funny. He's got that down, and um, and then. I think he just, he, he has, like Kathy says, he has a lot of words that maybe he doesn't say, but that he knows. And every once in a while, they'll slip out. And you can see instantly, he's like, oh, I, they weren't supposed to know that I can say that, right? Yeah. Now kind of go back and whatever. So, uh, but, which, is, which is pretty darn funny for us. But he's, um, yeah, he's, he's rarely quiet, which I think is a good thing. And I think maybe part of that is because um, you know, with seven children, with he has seven siblings. With that, um, the house is very active and very alive, and and probably very loud at times. And so um, he's very much a part of that and witnesses that. And 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 so uh, I think there's just constant engagement, which means constant development for him. Yeah, and that's paying huge dividends um, so far. So. Well, I got to tell you, I it's I really think you've done a great thing for the world by sharing Iron Will with everybody. Um, I, I I really do. I am not being sappy or anything else. I just think that that's been a great thing, and it's it. Hopefully, it's a learning experience yes. for certain people. Yeah. You know, we we can't all be perfect like Andrew and me, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously, I, 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 uh, it's, there's so much that people can learn from just watching your posts with Iron Will. Um, if you get right down to it, like you were just talking about giving direction to the dog and stuff, if you really pay attention to what the little guy's doing, you can learn a lot from him. Yeah. yeah. You, you really can. Definitely. And uh, it's been a terrific honor to talk to you guys and to let me oh, do thank a, you. let me do a show like this I haven't done a show like this in a long time so um and I enjoyed it but and, and to meet you both so we could actually see each other but it's been great and um we're going to follow up and make sure that Iron Will is leading the charge all the there time you go. outstanding yeah he'll do that um Folks, thanks for listening. Uh, again, we've been talking with Kathy and Andrew Dobb. Uh, if you follow Andrew on Twitter, it's The Resolute Life. Kathy, what's your Instagram? It's Will's Journey 21. Okay, Will's Journey 21. And you can find it if you just type, you can't just type in Iron Will and Google because they still revert you back to that movie from a long time <laughs> right, ago. Exactly. So exactly. You, you can't do that. 
but you can find that. But um, thank you for joining me today. I'm going to shut off the recorder now and uh, we can chat. But uh, this has been great. And thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. No problem.